excuse me, are we on? Oh, I think so. Thank you. Hello. Hello. It's Paul. It's Nessa. It's, it's Paul and Nessa's, Nessa's Happy Hour. Hour. A sketch comedy podcast with added stuff and nonsense. This is Paul, a self-made pauper. He's quite a guy. This is Nessa. She's a lady who can take care of herself. My name's Mr. Gravel Voice. I take care of both of them. Which ain't easy, because when they met, it was episode nine. Arthur, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Arthur, and I'm an alcoholic. Oh, Arthur, we were so happy last week when you turned up sober. Well, this week... It's my turn to be happy. <laughs> hello, hello, welcome, 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 welcome to episode nine. We found his sock. <laughs> straight in, straight in. Regular listeners to our podcast will know the drama from the last episode. Poor when... little Paulie lost his Wednesday sock. Yeah, my socks went missing. <laughs> I got the blame. <laughs> well, well, it was your fault, actually, because I found the Wednesday sock. Everybody will be pleased to know that I found Wednesday. <laughs> and do you know where I found it? It was in the middle of the washing pile, tucked in the sleeve of your Caldine sweatshirt. Classy. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. And what about Saturday and Sunday socks then? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, no, you were right. You were right about the weekend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was still in the washing basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Never seen you grin so much. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you'll be glad about that, uh, <laughs> that I found, <laughs> I found my Wednesday sock. Um, and you'll be glad that there's loads more in our show, as usual. We've got all of the usual nonsense, haven't we? We have. Stuff and nonsense. Yeah. And I think we should crack straight on with it. On we go. Hold on to your socks. Forsooth, <laughs> <laughs> tis time for the register. Richard Patterson? Yeah. Mary Reynolds? Yeah. William Shakespeare? Yeah. And Josephine Brown. <laughs> right, I'm afraid the rest of the class won't be with us for the rest of the term. They've all died of the bubonic plague. Now, for your homework. Did you all write about something you did this weekend on your creative essay parchments? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, right. Take out your creative essay parchments and let's hear them. Yours first, Reynolds. On Saturday afternoon, our father took us to a cockfight. He said his was the biggest and his friend with the purple nose and smelly breath laughed and looked at me funny. On Sunday, Mum died of the bubonic plague. Thank you, Reynolds. Most illustrative. Now, shall we have you next, Shakespeare? All right, that's enough. Carry on, boy. Though scarcely had that orange fiery ball which half the time looks down upon this earth yet made itself quite visible at all, our house had, to activity, given birth. Saturday was almost a vacation, spent in the orchard near our sweet abode, and how we laughed at the realisation that we'd forgot to bring up the commode. Yea, and that Sunday was quite filled with joy, when I and all my siblings made a play. A play's the thing that we have for a toy, and that toy played we with the play all day. That might need a little rewrite. And though we're poor, t'was happily ironic that no one died of plague that is bubonic. Me, 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 
All right. You didn't know, William, that you're not supposed to get help with your homework. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So that was all your own work, was it? Yes. Really? Yes, sir. You wrote all of that yourself, did you? Y- yes, sir. All of it. Didn't get anyone else to write it? Pass it off as your own work? N- no, sir. I did it all myself. He's lying, sir. I saw him copying Chris Marlowe's maths homework last week. I never did. All right, Feach. No one likes a snitch. Now, look here, Shakespeare. You can't go around copying other people's work, stealing ideas from other people's stories, and then saying you wrote it yourself. But I did write it, sir. And one day, I'm going to write lots and lots and lots and be a famous writer, and then I'll show you. I'll show you all. Quiet, upstart crow. Right, class, enough of this. On to your geography lesson. Did you all bring your atlases? Yes. Um, we don't have an atlas, sir. But I did bring this instead. Ah, excellent. Right, we'll use Shakespeare's globe today. Now, this is the globe, or the world, where we live. And all the world, at this stage, has 550 million men and women, nearly. Layers of flat landmark exits and entrances to different... Shakespeare! Yes, sir? Are you passing notes around the class? No, sir. Let me see that. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in... Are you attempting to steal my geography lesson and pass it off as poetry, boy? No, sir. He is, sir. Last week, Mr Autolycus told us about the time he was on holiday and got pursued by a bear, and William used it for a creative writing competition. Feach, what did I tell you about being a snitch? Nobody likes one, sir. Correct. Right, William. I've had just about enough of this blatant copying. It's lines for you, lad. Oh, sir. Quiet, boy. Write this out a hundred times. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. That'll teach you to steal other people's intellectual property. Yes, it's feature time again, and for this episode we are asking, is it okay? Uh, where we basically, we just propose a suggestion or a question, and it might be that it's a bit morally ambiguous, and, <laughs> and, then, and then we just discuss it uh, and see what comes up, and Nessa's doing this one, so go on Nessa, what have you got? Yeah, we don't deliberately mean to offend people, no, but no, it is yeah. quite funny that some people might get offended. It might, <laughs> just generally in life, yeah. Anyway, on with it. Yeah. Is it okay to be asked to be called a different name let me explain yes do, do, please <laughs> so do. you you say to somebody hello am i speaking to uh, miss jane smith yes okay is it okay to call you jane or would you prefer miss smith no i'd prefer george um okay is is george your middle name no just prefer being called that name so is that just like someone being a twat basically exactly that was exactly my point no i'll tell you what i'll do i'll just call you twat yeah, <laughs> did you actually say that to the person? No, really. Oh, I wish you had done. <laughs> but you say, is it okay? You know, my name's Vanessa Karen. Yeah. I often get called Karen. Different subject. Oh, that's well, not that's okay. This is Nessa's rant. You can <laughs> yeah, hear it's not coming. Okay. Exactly. But I would never say to somebody, okay, um, call me Suzanne. Yeah, they're just being wankers. Yeah. They're just being arseholes. So it's not okay, is it? No. 
Definitely not. Good. Good. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I've put of that one. If you'd like to join in on this discussion, get in touch with us on all the usual yeah. places, Twitter and everywhere else. Yeah. If uh, you don't like your name, change it. Change it by... Yeah. So was this person like being... Were they being genuine? No, I'd like you to call me whatever. Yeah. They weren't like being sarky and funny. No, and... no, no, definitely not. And for the whole of the rest like... of the conversation, I mean, I have changed their name to George for... You know, to not let them no, know to that I'm protect, talking about To them. protect the twats. <laughs> yeah. All names have been changed. Yeah. Um, was it a female wanting to be called a male name or no, vice versa? No, because at first I thought it was just like short for Georgina, maybe. Right. Well, no, that's that's just it's stupid. It's stupid, isn't it? You well, stupid, stupid people. I've co- I have come to the conclusion, though, that most people in this world are fucking stupid. <laughs> By the way, so so, that's so if you're that. fucking stupid and you don't like being called the name that you were born with, it go away from me. <laughs> anyway, let's put a funny sketch on. Yes, you guessed. There's no escape from our fatuous and idiotic moral maze. Oh, that's a lovely pet cat you have. What's his name? Ben Hur. Oh, Ben Hur. That's an unusual name for a cat. Yeah, well, it used to just be called Ben, and then he had little kittens. Jokes that make you laugh. Jokes that make you cry. Jokes that are really, really funny. Jokes. I'm 43. Why didn't the lamp sink? Why didn't the lamp sink? Um... Lamp sink. I don't, I, no, I don't know. Why didn't? I, why did the lamp not sink? It was too light. Oh dear me! Who dumps the light? Nah, there's they not can't even. Sink. There's not even a pity laugh coming on that oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Puny humans. I am Megala, leader of the Graspatrons, your overlords. And I'm here with another update on our plans to oppress, invade, and do nasty things to you with our huge hands. A delivery drone? Did someone order takeout? Stay where you are, human. What the? I am not human. I am Megala, Lord of all Graspatrons. Who are you and what the hell are you doing in my propaganda booth? Revising database. Oh, shall I wait? I mean, it's not like I haven't got better things to be doing with my time as an evil overlord, is it? (sighs) Name recognition accepted. You are Margaret, human overlord. Megala, trooper! Sire? Have you met my friend here? Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Somebody order a takeout. Take it out and destroy it! Sir? Oi! Don't kill my incompetent staff! That's my job! We are the Bellafonte. We have invaded the Earth and are poised to enslave humanity. Invaded the... You can't do that! That's our job! 
We've been planning our invasion for months, and you think you can just sneak in under our noses? My lord, you'll never guess what's just happened. Try me. Our scanners have just picked up something funny. It's not another rerun of two pints of lager, is it? <laughs> oh, sir, have you seen the one where Gaz and Donna... Trooper, you are half an anecdote away from execution. Ooh, tough crowd. Bad day. Does this scanner information involve a robotic drone species called the Pelefonte invading the Earth and enslaving humanity? Yes. Hey, no wonder you're our leader. Finger on the pulse or what? This is one of the Belafonte. Would you prefer to call me Harry? No, we wouldn't. It's just assassinated your colleague. Clem? Oh, he wasn't just my colleague, sire. He was my lover. Time and again, I tell you all not to get involved at a personal level. I know we are away on a long mission, but we're supposed to be evil killing machines. Even evil killing machines need to love occasionally. I will have to console myself yet again in my poetry. Oh, blimey. Just keep it off the staff bulletin board this time. Disgusting, self-indulgent. Could I venture an opinion? Must you? You are a bunch of compulsive procrastinators and posturing ninnies. Just who the hell do you think you are? Off invade? Well, that didn't really work, did it? You're good with words, Trooper. Who would our regulating body be, offhand? That's good enough, sire. Uh, off, off, oh, 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 yes! <laughs> uh. Will you stop doing that? I came here to speak to the leader of the humans and demand their unconditional surrender. Well, that's no good. The leader will be down on Earth somewhere. I've been trying to arrange a one-to-one -one for months now, but her schedule is always booked up according to her secretary. The humans advise that, as you are regularly professed to be their overlords, you are classified as leader. Oh, how generous. Surrender the Earth to us or die. What if I say no? Then we enslave all the Graspatrons as well as the humans. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. To be continued. Paul's had to leave the studio for a few minutes. He saw the seafood man arriving through the window and uh, he's gone to ask him if he's got crabs. But luckily, we're joined once again by Dr. Ivor Frank Elmolet. Yes, hello. <laughs> hello, Doctor. Hello. It's good to have you back again. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Now, we introduced you to the Happy Hour audience a few episodes ago um, as one of the world's leading conspiracy theorists. Yes, that's right. Although, as I said at the time, I'm not keen on the phrase conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, that's right, of yes. course. You prefer the term truth wrangler. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> yes. And you're back again sorry <clears throat> i don't mean to laugh i'm no, sorry doctor. No, yes I, I think you should it's very serious yes it is yes. I'm, I'm sorry um disrespectful um yeah so we're you're back with us again presumably Here as I you am. have another um truth you'd like to wrangle 
Is that right? Oh, yes, you couldn't be further from a falsehood, Nessa. I do indeed have another hypothesis I'd like to expatiate upon, if you'll indulge me for a fraction of an hour. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't understand half of that, what you've just said. <clears throat> but you can bamboozle me with long words. What's your latest theory? Ah, well, now, this truth concerns the 1960s pop combo, The Beatles. Ah, oh, hang on. This is hardly a new theory, Doctor. It's it's well, it's hardly yours. Mm. Not the one about the Beatles never really existed. Oh no, 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 Nessa, no, not at all. The Beatles absolutely, most definitely did exist. Oh, yes, and they were actually the four horsemen of the apocalypse in disguise. Oh God, I see. And how did you come to this conclusion, Dr. Elmerlet? Oh, well, I've been studying this whole situation for a number of years and I've gathered together some frankly irrefutable positories, whims and notions that underline my supposition. Uh, first of all, consider the band's nickname, the Fab Four. Yes, Fab as in fabulous. A very common term in the 60s. Ah, that's what they'd like you to think. I draw your attention to definition three of the word fable in the 1991 edition of the Collins English Dictionary. A legend about supernatural or mythical characters or events. I suggest that they were actually the fabled four. Mm. Now... If we actually consider the four horsemen, pestilence, war, famine, death, then we take the members of the Beatles in the order they were born. Ringo, John, Paul, George. So, <laughs> correct me if I've got this wrong, but you're saying that Ringo is pestilence... John is war, mm. Paul is famine and George is death. Mm, no need for correction there, Nessa. You are indeed not wrong. <laughs> okay, so can you explain how is... How is Ringo pestilence? Well, Nessa, I think it's fair to say that the most common and widespread worldwide pandemics are various forms of flu, yes? I think that's reasonable. Now, what series did Ringo Starr narrate? Thomas the Tank Engine, a very famous anthropomorphised steam engine which has a chimney or flu. <laughs> right. I can see, I can see where this is going. Um, right, who do we have next? John Lennon. Uh, oh, yes. Or war. Yes. Mm. Well, that's an obvious one, isn't it? Now, we all remember Lennon for war is over if you want it. Of course. Yes, well, if the apocalypse is excellent, it's one thing, Nessa. It's reverse psychology. <laughs> of course John Lennon doesn't want war to be over. He is war. He doesn't want to end himself. So, what does he do? He writes a catchy little ditty that sticks in our head <laughs> so we don't forget war, thus making it impossible for it to be over. I see. Mm. Yes, you do, don't you? I do yes. see, yes. Um, what was next? Oh, yes. Paul McCartney is famine, according to your theory. Mm, yes, well, he hasn't had a solo top ten single since 1987. If that's not symptomatic of a famine, I don't know what is. <laughs> And George Harrison being dead. Well, nothing says death quite as well as actually being dead. <laughs> I see. 
Is that all you founded your theory on? Oh, no, 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 there's more, no. (laughs) Now, the four horsemen rode on horses of four different colours, right? White, red, black and pale. Mm. Now, if you consider the cover of the Abbey Road album, the one where, you know, they're all on the zebra crossing in a line, yes? yes? Now, John is wearing a white suit. Next, Ringo's hair appears to be red. <laughs> then Paul is wearing a black suit. And finally, George is top to toe in pale denim. Mm-hmm. The signs couldn't be clearer, really. No, no, I can I can see that. Yeah. Plus, yeah. they are, of course, on a zebra crossing. And what is a zebra but nothing more than a small horse? <laughs> I rest my credential. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, dear. Thank you very much, Dr. Ivor Frank Elmanet, conspiracy theorist, and um, quite a few frogs short of a chorus, I would say. The story so far. Surrender the earth to us or die. What if I say no? Then we enslave all the grass patrons as well as the humans. (sighs) I'd like to see you try. To be continued. Who said that? I just used to the Ooh, nasty. I was never strong on robot anatomy. <coughs> just minor scoring. That's better. Indeed it is. Ooh, ouch! Maybe I underestimated you. Only maybe. What does it take to get a compliment out of you, you belligerent Bellafonte? Processing. Don't bother. Now where's that Gerald? I'm, I'm in a cupboard befriending a wetsuit. Trooper! Sir? Have my recreation immersion suit laundered ASAP. Sir. Hi, are you looking for this? Once you've taken it off. Oh, and maybe some time. Come and earn your keep, ISP. Reprogram this pile of junk for me. Whatever you say, lover. Use that warning. My central core has been violated. Hold still, precious. I'm just accessing your hard drive so I can wipe your system files. This all sounds unnecessarily filthy. I'm going to busy myself elsewhere for a bit. Ah, pants, I can't believe we've still got that jingle. You will note, puny humans, that there's been some passage of time, and you have not all succumbed to the might of the Bellafonte. That's because we did something very clever at this end. We? Oh, I like the sound of that. Fine. The three-armed itinerant space pervert did something very clever. As usual. Mwah. He accessed the Bellafonte central database, gave them a new raison d'etre, whatever that means, and sent them off somewhere in Alpha Centauri. To become florists! So you see, the Graspatrons will take on all comers. We are invincible! Quick, you puny humans, as we are coming to get you. Soon-ish. <laughs> Sire? Trooper? There's a fleet of robot drones just appeared off the flowerbud bow. Race shields! They're asking if we want to buy any fresh cut flowers. What? Whoops! 
EastEnders actor Danny Dyer. I'm related to royalty, don't you know, and I keep banging on about it. You're listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. You better keep on enjoying it. You better keep on laughing. Otherwise, I'll slit you up a treat. Oi, what are you doing over there, not Danny Dyer? Shut up, not Barbara Windsor, and get out of my pub. Ah, Doctor, thanks for seeing me so quickly. Well, I can see why you needed to come in. Two burnt ears. How did that happen? But a bleeding phone rang while I was ironing, didn't it? Yes, but how have you burnt both ears? Well, I had to ring you for an appointment, didn't I? This bull's round, you can hear it's coming. His veins are coming up, his head's gonna explode. He's gonna go on and on and on. This bull's round. Well, go on then. An episode wouldn't be the same without one of your lovely little rants. Yes. Go on. No, good. Thank you. <laughs> Quite right. Yeah. Well, you know how I said earlier in the episode, I, I hadn't planned this, but that most people are fucking stupid. Twats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what I'm really <laughs> fucking angry about at the moment is adverts that are, that treat people like we're fucking stupid, right? <laughs> the, the amount of... Bu- I mean, I know adverts are designed to sell you stuff, so they're going to come out with a certain amount of bullshit, but have you seen mm-hmm. the, the the small print at the bottom of, of screens on adverts no, these days? it's too small. <laughs> it's too small, but, but it practically fills up half the screen. There's so much, like, qualifying... The stuff that they're saying out loud, the stuff that they're shouting at you through your speaker, actually down at the bottom there in in tiny little writing is what the actual truth is. Like, do you, do you think that's because we come from now um, a suing society, so they have to have said, "Well, you should have read the small print," and and well, because we, we literally do take that as read. Now, I don't, don't know we? if it's I don't, it's not so much about like the the they like they're lying. It's more <laughs> that, that it's just they just put a spin on it. And it it becomes bullshit. Like I, I'm trying to think of a few like, ex- and I'll not do specific examples, <laughs> but for you know, um, like supermarkets saying, "Oh, we are cheaper than that supermarket," and then the, the print at the bottom will be, "Oh, um, that's because we've compared this item to that item." If you go to the shop, you might find that they do actually sell cheaper items, <laughs> but that's not what we're comparing. We're comparing these items, <laughs> and, and and they're different brands. And the, exactly, that's the point. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, right. And and uh, the, there's one. There's one. Right, that I can so think of. So you've got of. a rant over I'll, just one thing. No, but it's it's adverts in general. There's another advert, right, for a certain um, organisation. I won't say what the organisation. What the organisation? See, I'm so fucking angry. I can't speak. <laughs> what the organisation is, right? I won't say its name, but let's just say it's an organisation that helps people to watch their weight, right? Right. So they they McDonald's. <laughs> They're shouting on the telly, shouting in their telly advert, oh, this person lost, uh, whatever, uh, £20 on on our our plan, blah, blah, blah. Small print at the Mm -hmm. bottom. The person caught... No, no, no. Even, even, like, because it does say that. It says, oh, yeah, it's all part of a calorie-controlled diet and you need exercise and da-da-da. And what it also tells you is this person, yeah, this person did lose £20, but it took them... 200 weeks to do it. <laughs> All right, well, it's four years. Four years. T- you, you don't shout that, do you? You could use a, f- use a f- few pounds in four years <laughs> if you buy our shit. 
<laughs> the other one that I remember, I can't remember if it was for, it might have been for a yogurt or one of them, you know, health things. And it was being advertised by, I think, some athlete. I think they were like an, a high jump person or a, or a whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, some like, she'd probably won a medal in the Olympics or something. So she was quite high profile, you yeah. know putting her name and her face to this product. The, the the words actually came up on this script. Whoever, the, I genuinely can't remember who it was, but let's say it was Joe Bloggs. The words genuinely came up on the screen. Joe Bloggs does not use this product. Oh, no. I mean, f- how fucking really stupid do you think we that? are? Yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that one. Then. Thank you. Yeah. That that marketing job you're going for next week, I don't think you're going to get that now. I was just practicing my pitch there. Do you think I'll get the job? Yeah. Getting really angry over trivial, pointless, pathetic little things. That was Paul's rant. All right, sir. Do you want out with your bags? Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Right. Well, to be honest, the state of you, I don't even think eye cream could help you. I'd just go straight for surgery. Uh. Anyway, let's get your shopping scanned quickly, shall we? It's nearly time for me piss break. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can you slow down a bit? I feel like I'm on a generation game here. A good job I haven't got much. No, I can't. Not unless you want to go and add a pack of tenor lady to your bleeding shopping. All right, all right, never mind. Right, that'll be £28.50, pence, please. Ah, yeah, well, there you go. There's the money. Uh, while I just finish off bagging up my microwave toad in the hole. Uh, excuse me? You've only given me £14.25, pence here? Yes. Well, it's £28.50. pence. You've only given me half. That's right. Bog off. What? Bog off. Well, that's just rude. I'm going to call security. No, bog off. Buy one, get one for free. All these items I've got are two for one, right? Right. Which comes to £28.50p. That's what I said. But I've only picked up one of each, so I'm only paying £14.25p. No, sir. That's not how bog off works. Look, I'm only getting half of what I could be getting in it, so I should only have to pay half the price. I think you've misunderstood the concept of buy one, get one for free there, sir. Well, please enlighten me, Professor. All these items here are the ones that you're buying, right? Right. And that costs you £28.50. pence. Now, you could go and get another lot of the same items, and they are the free ones. You still pay... £28.50. Oh. Well, can you wait there while I go and do that? No, I can't, sir. My piss flaps are straining at the effort, quite frankly. I suggest you pay £28.50, then you can go and collect your other items. I just need you to move away from my till. All right, fine. Well, I'm going to need more bags. How many? Well, let's see, shall we? I've used two for this lot and I'm about to go and pick up exactly the same, so that'll be another two bags. Right, that's one pound. It, oh, I've only got 50p. Don't suppose they're two for one as well, are they? No, they're bloody not. Right, all right, I'll just take one then. Fine, there's your money. And there's your bag and your shopping. And now, Martil is closed. And I hope, sir, that you enjoy... Perusing in store, selecting ones for free.
posing and stuff and go, eh? Piss off. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. I, I think we seem to have stumbled across a, a bit of a, a theme this week that, <laughs> right. that seems to be thick twat show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Paul, it's Nessa, it's Paul and Nessa's thick twat show. <laughs> it does, genuinely. Right, 7% of American adults believe that chocolate milk yeah. comes from brown cows. <laughs> Seriously, but I know that doesn't actually sound a lot, but that 16.4 million American adults seriously think that that milk, that chocolate milk comes from brown, (laughs) brown cow now, brown cow. Give me a chocolate. That milk is thing. that is hilarious. That is. I'm not surprised though. I'm sorry to any listeners in America, but you know, I mean, it's probably a higher figure in the UK actually. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. We are talking about a country that voted Donald Trump in as president. I'm sorry, I went there. I'm He's sorry, but there. I went He's there. He's gone there. I'm actually surprised it's not a higher amount. Yeah, but 16.4 million. That's Aye, a lot. Yeah. Of but people. just in terms of like the percentage, only 7%. I yeah. would have, if you'd asked us, I would have said, I would have guessed something like mm. maybe 18%. I mean, how thick though? Uh, what? The, what, the, the milk? The milkshake. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> strange but true. It's strange but true. I've pulled you over, sir, because one of your brake lights is out. How long have you been driving like that? What? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, this is an absolute disaster. Oh, bloody Jesus, no. It's all right, sir, calm down. It's not that serious an offence. It's just one brake light. No, but never mind that, officer. Where the bloody hell is my wife and kids and the sodding caravan? Ah, well, there you go. That's it. We're almost at the end. We've made it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. And uh, if you have, please do, well, just keep on listening. Yeah, and keep downloading, sharing, spreading the word, and leave us a rating or a review. And don't forget, you can find us in all the usual places you get your podcasts. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not going to keep listing them every week because nah. people know where you get your podcasts from. In fact, if you're listening to this, you know where you've got it from, presumably. <laughs> so there's no point in me telling you where to go and get other episodes from. Unless you're thick twat and you do need a bit of guidance and advice. Unless you're fucking stupid. I'm going to have to put explicit on this upload. (laughs) You know, I once went without sex for 12 years. My God, really? Yep. Didn't even bother me. And then I had my 13th birthday. But I once gave up sex and booze at the same time. Good God, no. How was that for you? It was the worst bloody hour of my entire life. (laughs) 
You've been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. Conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Sketches were written by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Magala was written by Tim Gambrell and featured the additional voices of David Foster, Craig Richardson, Sarah Bolter, Jack Young, James Barton, Hazel Pude, Mickey McGregor and Jordan Todd. Incidental music was by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. The script editor was Paul Dunn. The show was a crank downfall production. See you later, you big twat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>